Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I am joined, as always, by my dad, Jack. How are you doing today, Dad? Doing good, Todd. Yeah. I'm doing okay, minus some some uh, tech issues this morning, so I'm not quite sure why, but, you know, we use Audio Hijack as the tool that we use to uh, to record our show, and it is not... Well, it's seeing it, but I keep getting device errors with my with my uh, Rodecaster 2 mixer that I use. And uh, I haven't touched anything since last week, so I'm not quite sure why this morning it came in and it, it wasn't right. But my, my Mac was hung up this morning when I came in, too. I had to reboot the Mac just to start. So, oh. I don't know. Some, something's not good, but I've restarted everything from scratch, and I'm still getting the errors, so... I sent in a uh, tech report with info on on what the error was saying and seeing. So we'll see if I get any response or any like, oh yes, we've seen that. All you have to do is, you know, that would be that would be nice. Yeah, you know, but support is getting to be more and yeah. more rare though. Yeah, like or, or the worst possible scenario. It's like, yeah, we've noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen some yeah, problems. We'll, we'll with get that our device. guys on that yeah. right away. Okay. You know, I don't know. I don't know how big Rogamiga is as a company. You know, it could be uh, one or two guys. Uh, it could be, you know, it's. I mean, obviously they're not Microsoft or or Apple, but uh, but I like their products. I like what they've done. I like, you know, this has a lot of utility for me. But um, mm-hmm. it, you know, in the past we've had some audio dropout issues, and usually they come with a device error that Rogamiga uh, identifies, and so. Um, you know, it's it's. I don't know if it's the problem between the two or what, but uh, hopefully they can mm-hmm. uh, give me some direction here and see if we can get this a little bit more stable. So this week we're recording on my Blue Icicle. Um, uh, de- it's a Blue Icicle device. It's a, it's. I don't know. It looks like an EpiPen almost, and you plug in your uh, microphone at one end, and then I've got a uh, USB mini not micro mini to USB-C cord that I then plug it into the side of the laptop and then the uh, headphones get plugged into the uh, headphone jack on the laptop and uh, well you know we proved it works how well it works yeah that remains to be seen but <laughs> but for whatever reason <laughs> this device doesn't seem to be throwing errors with the um, with the rogue Amiga uh, software so yeah. so we will uh, ride it as far as it'll take us, I guess. Right? Right, right. So um, so lots of stuff going on this week in, uh, in the world. Um, but uh, I guess the first thing that I had was as, when, as of Wednesday, the sales ban for the Apple Watch that has the pulse oximeter was reinstated. And Apple yeah. actually started shipping watches that have the function disabled. And so uh, if you bought your watch beforehand, they said you get to keep it or, you know, in the gap when it was legal to sell, they're not taking yeah. that that away from you. So they're not going and like stopping it on all devices, uh, which I think would have people in a furor. And so far, I guess the court has been happy with that resolution uh, is like if the device is already sold, then you don't have to go shut it off. But you can't continue to sell those devices until this gets resolved. And apparently they're now in uh in the phase of the trial where they're um, challenging each other's assertions and, and uh, you know, the already made, 
decisions, right? So they're 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 asking the uh, court of appeals to to hear what they've got to say, and they said that process can take an, a year or so. And Apple was hoping that they would be able to sell their watches, as was in the interim, and the judge came mm-hmm. back and said, "Nope, you can't." So, so they've got to sell a a, a damaged watch. Um, apparently. Uh, yeah. Wrote, yeah. How's that looking? Look in the sales literature. Well, we'll promise this when the courts get it straightened out. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and if you go to their website, where on the watch page there's a, a line across the top. It's not in big bold or anything, but it's there that says, you know, these watches do not provide uh, uh, blood oxygen levels. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but from what I understand, it they've they've blocked it via software. That each of these devices that they're selling has a, like an additional letter on the serial number. So you can tell which ones are the ones that have, have it blocked and which ones aren't. And then mm. the um, uh, they can reinstitute it via software if they end up winning the case or settling in some way. Yeah. Um, so they can turn it back on. And, of course, the Massimo people are saying, well, you know, you still built something that steals our patent. Just because you're not using it do- doesn't make it okay. And so, uh, you know, they want them to say you can't even put the hardware in there because it's a hardware patent. Um, that they have, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm actually surprised that Apple's let it go this far. I would have thought that this would have been settled a long time ago by, you know, paying some money to Massimo. The Massimo CEO says they haven't even asked about it. And I guess Apple feels strongly that the, that Massimo's patents are not valid. But the courts so far have said, I, I guess they had several patents. Some of them were thrown out. But uh, the courts so far have said the ones that Massimo mm-hmm. has in, 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 a, in their stable right now are legit patents and that Apple's got a deal with that and uh you know it's it's i i'm shocked i guess you know this would never happen if it was happening on an iphone right but on the apple watch there's if the sales are small enough the dollar amounts are small enough you know yeah um i don't know if well this is this has been going on in a technology world since you know since technology started i think <laughs> yeah because there's always a fight over you know the legal legal uh limits that you can put on your competitors right well and you know it's generally i would say you know a lot of the companies that do these kind of things their full full reason for existing is to buy patents and sue people but this isn't the case with massimo they they make they make medical devices they've been doing it for a long time they innovated and made a better blood oxygen sensor and it's you know better and more accurate and apparently apple has copied that and so you know it just seems apple swears they haven't but you know when you when you hire a bunch of the other guys engineers and they make something that is suspiciously similar to the thing that 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 you decided (laughs) not to make a deal on um you know i think uh it it looks like at this point that apple is probably going to have to end up paying some sort of licensing um you know, or what? You know, what what scares me is that Apple will decide. You know, they'll look at their sales with and without that, and just go, "Meh, we don't need it. Yeah. We'll just make watches without that." And you know, I literally upgraded from an Apple Watch Five to an Apple Watch Seven just to get that pulse ox sensor. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of um, uh, uh, people who have uh, you know breathing issues, especially elderly. They, you know, they check their blood oxygen pretty regularly to make sure that they're, uh, uh, that it's, you know, it's safe. Am I still alive? Yeah, well, (laughs) 
Yeah, but you know, it's like it can drop to low levels, and that can be doing damage to your body, and you don't even realize it. And yeah. so, um, the idea well, that I, Apple that was just going to forego it, I think, would be terrible. When when you were here, we that's that was a blood oxygen thing that I got right. from my finger, right? Right. Yeah, and that's typically how they are. They clamp onto your finger like a little uh, clip. But they, um, and the reason that they, they, we got it for you and a lot of people have been using is COVID because one of the indicators of COVID, especially because it affects your, um, your respiratory system is, you know, are you getting enough oxygen in your bloodstream to, you know, cause if that drops, that's an indicator that things are going South and you might need to get to a doctor quickly. And, uh, and so they tell you to, you know, keep an eye on it. And, uh, you know, I mean the little pulse oximeters that you buy, online or 20 bucks they're not that expensive uh i have no idea how accurate they are compared to um you know some of the better ones but you know massimo mm-hmm. said massimo's device is approved by the fda and you know the the apple device is not in fact massimo's president has implied in some of his comments that the apple devices were better off without them because they're not particularly accurate anyway which I thought was kind of a weird two-edged sword, right? You stole our technology to be the most accurate, and then you're not very accurate. Yeah. Uh, so you did a bad job of stealing our technology. I guess is what he's, <laughs> is what he's implying. Well, well, in these in these kinds of battles, it's just like politics. You know, it gets gets exaggerated on both sides. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and they're they're lobbying for in the court of public opinion, and also you know anybody who right. might be on the actual court. They're trying to you know publicly yeah. get information out there so i don't know we'll see we'll see um so uh well, can we, the the one thing that's uh kind of in front of me right now is you kept saying massimo and uh-huh. i'm seeing mateo mancuso you remember that name mm. today's greatest guitarist oh yeah 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 <laughs> i shared that with you uh earlier in the week yeah, yeah. Uh, we 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 both like uh, a fellow that does a lot of YouTube uh, reviews yeah, of music. Yeah, Beato. Really, Beato is really interesting to listen to. Yeah, and man, he, man, he found a winner. This guy yeah, this good. is this young Italian guy, Matteo Mancuso. Mancuso, uh-huh. Mancuso. Um, Never. I had not heard of him either, but. Uh, you know, he, just while he's chatting, he's like, you know, he'll go, you know, just, uh, he just goes. Yeah, he's so fluid and, yeah. and expressive, that thing. It's just it's just like another mouth, you know. Mm-hmm. Just uh, Yeah, and he almost uses it that way. You know, yeah. it was like he, because he would intersperse his conversations with his fingers just, you know, doing something. So um, anyway, I, I, I love uh, Beto because of, of his uh contacts in the music industry he just yeah. seems to know all the best you know yeah well you know he he's been a um a songwriter and producer in in the industry for for years uh and and uh and so yeah he has those those contacts that you know if he doesn't know the guy he knows somebody who knows the guy kind of thing and uh mm-hmm. i i enjoyed when i first found him on on youtube it was the um you know, it was like what makes this song great series that he does. So he'd pick a song and then he would break it down and talk to yeah. you about, you know, how they how they structured the song. And and, and I still enjoy those a lot. But he also does some really great interviews. Um, and this is one of them. Yeah. Um, and he does them with, you know, all kinds of people that, you know, and all different genres of music, too. And so um, I, 
ha- having grown up uh, with a mom who was really pushed me in music, uh, I-, I could see how if if I had young kids, you know, I do have young grandkids, but mm-hmm. if if they get involved in music, I'd really recommend and send some of these to them because it's it's always good. This is true music appreciation. It really they, is. You know, I've had I've had that named course in college, you know, but there's, mm-hmm. there's just a way he presents it and right. and, uh, and with examples and and all. It just does a wonderful thing to love the music, you know, along with what you're learning and, and it, it, mm-hmm. I think it just brings kids along or anybody in music. Uh, along faster when they can listen to the best, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And the way he takes a song and can break it down and tell you, like, you know, hey, you know, and it's funny because you watch him, he gets really excited about, like, oh, I just love oh. it. I love this break right here. Listen to this. Listen to this. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah. And it's infectious, you know, when you're listening to it. And especially if he's yeah. going through a song that you know and already like, to have him then explain what's so cool about it is a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. It is, and uh, and so I, I I really appreciate his his site for that, and uh, it seems to be getting more and more renowned because he's been getting lots of, you know, like this guy is is you know not somebody that most people would recognize, but he he's also got a lot of people that you know are, are you know, pretty pretty common names in the music industry if you're uh, if you pay any attention mm-hmm. at all. The other thing that he does though, also, and I like this, is he gets a lot of those guys that are like you know. Hey, they called me in to play this solo part on this this album, kind of studio musicians that are just phenomenal, mm-hmm. you know. Or you know, sometimes yeah. they're like jazz musicians who, who you know, occasionally will do a couple licks on some pop songs or something. And so you know, you kind of know their name, but you, unless you follow that genre real closely, you probably wouldn't rec- realize that this guy is just so super talented that you know he he's he's the. Uh, He's the hot shot they call in when they need a uh, a fix on a song, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and it's the jazz genre more than any other that leads uh, good the really top musicians to to do some great innovation. Right. I mean, that's just the nature of jazz, you know. Yeah. And yeah, and since so, it's uh, essentially imp- imp- improvisational in, in a lot of aspects, uh, it, yeah. it really does create some some uh, interesting. Different sounds and, and with I, instruments, and, and I think it fits well with people who are into technology. It's been a known thing for a long time. Uh, as I grew up and uh, got involved, just about everybody who was in, in electronics, which was my mm-hmm. career, <laughs> uh, seemed to have a, a side interest, and in it was usually music. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why that is exactly, uh, but uh, it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's just a normal thing. Yeah, no, I, I don't know either, but it's it's uh, certainly uh, interesting observation, and you know, and it's I mean, what's not to like? It's music. It's you know, it's it's right. it's a, a wonderful um, activity. It's a wonderful passive entertainment. It's just you know, it's what most of the world yep. in, in most of our country anyway does when they're in the car, right? <laughs> have right. some kind of music <laughs> as sort of the background to your life. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always fun to enjoy. You know, you mentioned having a music appreciation class in college. I had a class. I don't think it was called music appreciation. But I remember being a little irritated because the first year I was uh, at San Diego State, the uh, because I was on the swim team, they gave me a special athletic counselor, and they set me up in classes. 
that was the last time I let them do that, by the way. From then on, I picked my own classes. But uh, the, one of the classes they put me in was this, you know, appreciation type of class where you basically just sat and listened and then took quizzes on, on you know, kind of what you heard a little bit. It was taught by two right. different instructors. But what I loved about it is one of them was, uh, I mean, almost a virtuoso on, like, wind instruments, flutes and pan pipes and things like that and so i mean he would bring in a piece of pipe and play a song on it you know with no holes just a piece of like lead pipe well probably wasn't lead <laughs> probably wasn't lead pipe but you know yeah. a, you know steel piece yeah. of, of plumbing um uh and then yeah. the other guy was really good at percussion things and uh and then they also brought in other artists so every week you'd sit down and hello. there'd be another artist did you lose me hello briefly yeah oh, okay yeah anyway uh, you're you know, okay go ahead yeah it was. I always enjoyed that because they would have other artists come in, and very often they were in instruments that were not common to the Western world. You know, it was it was rare that we would get somebody coming in with a guitar or a piano. You know, they would be like, uh, you know, a Balian, mm-hmm. you know, drum quartet or or you know a gamelan orchestra or you know a lot of just instruments that you don't normally hear in in uh, in Western music. And so it was yeah. enjoyable to listen to that. And I enjoyed sitting and listening to the music. Uh, I mean, I thought the class overall was a waste of my time because that's not what I wanted to study. But but I really did enjoy it in the long run. And I got some, some you know, some units covered for sitting there. I can't, you know, it it was, it was, uh, it was uh, not so bad, I guess. I guess it's the long term. But, I, you know, because of my appreciation for music. You know, I, 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 what you said there a little earlier reminded me of Paul Simon and why I liked him. Oh, yeah. He well, he seemed to associate with lots of, uh, you know, African or yeah. you name it. He, he, he would find really yeah. interesting kinds of music and, and mm-hmm. uh, bring it to light. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he started out in the his... folk genre, but he certainly spread his wings into uh, more uh, blues and jazz and then world music and, you know, did a lot of stuff with yeah. South, South African uh, artists and, and uh, you know, his his I've... interests and tastes kind of moved around and he was able to make really good pop music by integrating influences from each of these different places. So, yeah. But by the way, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I had a good friend who was from South Africa. And lo and behold, I had met him, but maybe a week or something, and an ad came up that over at Davidson College, where they have uh, touring groups, the, uh, the 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 group that Paul Simon recorded with, Lady Lady <laughs> Smith just, Black Bambazu. Anyway, yeah. yeah, they had a show, and he came over and went to the, the show with us. Now awesome. he's since passed away, but I just have such fond memories of of mm-hmm. that, and how exciting it was. To have a friend mm-hmm. that was from that area, and and boy was he happy, you know. <laughs> yeah, just you know. So, anyway, music uh, is uh, is a good way to to learn new things and meet new people and, and yeah. just to share experiences, you know. So, yep, anyhow, absolutely, you can bring people from all all different uh, walks of life together so, to. Uh, to appreciate something and appreciate an artist, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and and in their band, along with their singing, it was a, basically a singing group, but they yeah, carried a lot of na- na- yeah vocal mm-hmm. group, and they had a lot of native instruments and stuff too. That's sort of what made me think of it because you were talking about different kinds of specialties and 
music, you know. Yeah. Um, even even reminded me briefly of when my grandpa cut a branch off a tree in his backyard, and then five minutes later he had a whistle that was marvelous. Yeah. And and, and it it and I'm uh, I go every other week. In fact, yesterday I spent two hours with a group in our association here, the housing association. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get together in the clubhouse, and we've got a girl who brings her whistles in an assortment mm-hmm. of them and plays them and they sounded just like that that tr- wooden whistle that my yeah. grandpa whitt- whittled for me in the backyard yeah <laughs> so anyway yeah a while back i bought a little uh you know tin tin whistle penny whistle and uh yeah and uh learned a couple little songs on it it's just fun to play around with yeah yeah, yeah. i've still got it well, s- sitting on a table in my bedroom well, Martha's improved dramatically. I mean, she's she comes and she p- plays along with mm-hmm. the guitars and dulcimers. We had, by the way, a, a new dulcimer player that was pretty talented yesterday, and mm-hmm. I was excited about that because mm-hmm. he played uh, uh, some some standard instrumentals, and I can't think of them now. That, but you know them as soon as you hear the song. Uh, so he didn't just drum. You know, usually we. I mean, lots of times you have people joining group. That, you know, like just strum along and we sing. Mm-hmm. But when you when you have breaks, you know, after maybe a couple uh, choruses, uh, we usually have a break where somebody comes in and, and plays. Well, we have uh, a professional guitarist, a jazz guitarist, and he's probably the best because he really makes some interesting melodies, uh, mm-hmm. alternate melodies during these breaks on various songs. But we have a couple other guys that can pick too. So it's... But I, I always admire the pickers because I was basically a strummer on the guitar, <laughs> and I thought mm-hmm. saw that as you know awfully limiting because uh, you, you don't really play if you can't pick out the tunes, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a, a uh, rhythm guitarist strumming along as a accompaniment I mean, they're, is not they're the necessary. Same. There's there's yeah. a fullness there, but exactly but, uh, that's not the same as the guy who who's who's able to play out a melody that's a counterpoint to the vocal right exactly or or lead in you know in case you don't you don't even need sure. a vocal but uh yeah yeah yep. well i hope we haven't lost our audience due to the music side yeah well uh, but as I, we said most I think of, a lot of people are interested yeah well and as we were saying a lot of techie kind of people are also uh music inclined so you know you go yeah. with what you go with right so uh, you right. had left something up on the screen about, um, uh, well, actually, we're not even there yet. There's there's still more. Uh, Apple this week also announced <laughs> that you can buy, you can pay for your App Store purchases from another source that, that people's sellers in the App Store do not have to use Apple's payment processing. But no surprise, Apple has said, but you still got to pay us. Because we have to keep all these servers hosting your device. And so instead of 30%, you'll pay us 27% because you're doing your own processing. And instead of 15%, you'll pay us 12% if you're at that tier for the for our service fees. So uh. Apple Apple's giving you back your 3% if you want to process your card somewhere else, but they're uh they're not uh they're not giving you that space for free, which some people I think pretty naively thought. You know, I, I, why? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and people get mad about how much they're charging, and it's like, well, you know, 
anybody who puts something in the App Store for Nintendo or for the Microsoft's Xbox, it's 30%. Mm -hmm. If you put something in the, the Google Play Store, it's 30%. It's like, sure. why on earth would you be upset about Apple for charging 30% when everybody else is charging the exact same well, amount? Well, well these yeah. are en enhancements to Apple's competitors' <laughs> yeah. devices, right? So, of course, you're competing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, in the, you know, the idea that they're going to build these giant server, you know, facilities and and power them and, and run all these servers in order to keep this stuff in the cloud for their app store – and just yeah. do it for free. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not like that doesn't have cost associated with it. So, um, you know, they have every right to charge for the service of of housing and providing that stuff, and charge you back for it. Um, I guess the argument yeah. that some people have made is, well, fine, they can charge me back, but then if they're going to do that, they should also let me find my own store if I don't want to pay their thirty percent. And that's where yeah. Apple has drawn the line and said no. <laughs> Our store is the only store for iOS and iPad OS and TV OS and watch OS. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I got kind of excited about this uh, Chinese developed battery that the last 50 years that you posted. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, um, with, with what I had started the show off by talking about some problems with China, you know, we may never see it here, but it's right. been in, rumored for a long time. Everybody knew that. Nuclear engine energy will last for forever if you uh -huh. can just find a way to convert that to a DC source. Right, and and, and I'm sure others will come up. Well, with they've the been same doing thing. something similar to this for powering th spaceships for a while. You know, we use right. solar, but especially if you're going to go, you know, out into the into deep space or be in a place where you don't have direct access to the sun. And of course, the further yeah. out you go. You know, if you're going yeah. towards Venus and Mercury, you're getting more sun. But if you're going the other way, there's less and less sun, you know. So solar yeah. is less and less effective. Um, Any, anyhow, we've got lots of uh, radioactive waste that still has energy in it. And mm -hmm. we'll, be, we'll have it for a long time. So Yeah, they're saying it's a 50-year battery uh, that basically is using deca decaying uh, radioactive waste in it. So the thing that's going to freak people out is... It's radioactive, you know, but, yes, you know, yes. so is going out in on a sunny day and, you know, and so yeah. is the uh, the uh, glowing loom on on your watch. So you can see it, you know, in, in the glow in the dark, every glow in the dark toy has has some minor amount of, of uh, radioactive material that gets activated. So, it's, yeah. and, you know, and on the box, it says, do not dismantle. In other words, don't take your hammer to this thing. <laughs> yeah, don't don't take it apart. But, you know, can you imagine a little battery that goes inside your phone and you never, ever have to charge it? It'll just work for 50 years. That That's that's coming, you know. I, I may yeah. not see it, but you will. Yeah, you know, and and it, it because of the technology, unlike lithium-ion batteries, it doesn't, like, catch on fire and feed itself with its own oxygen and then explode. You know? Yeah, yep. it, it's yeah, it's uh, so th there are some advantages. I mean, you think you know people worry about the the risk of something irradiating them, but the the uh, risk of of walking around with little lithium bombs in our pocket isn't great either. Um, you know, and and you just you have to balance it and say, well, what's the level of risk? What's the real level of risk here? And and how much is that going to hurt me? Like if this if this 
battery is in a car accident with my phone and it gets, you know, mangled. Is everybody yeah, the only th- is everybody around yeah. for ten feet going to die, or is it like you know getting an extra dose of radiation because you went to the dentist and they took X-rays? You know, the, yeah, it, it it does make it uh, this just the picture of the device here looking like a coin. Yeah, uh, does concern me in the sense that I think they want to just just sell batteries that fit in existing devices that are meant to be removed, and you know they that kind of device. If you dropped it in water or something like that, uh, you know, yeah, I'd be a little concerned, right? Well, you know, it's, I mean, they show it laying on a coin, but the problem is it's laying on a coin from, from China. So I have no idea yeah. how big that coin is. <laughs> you right. know, so it doesn't do me any good. I, I don't know how big a, a 5 1 coin is. But, um, uh, that said, you know, it's a little box, like you said, that, that could fit into, a uh, phone, but show me a phone that has replaceable batteries in it right now. They're all water sealed and 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 not replaceable. So, you know, that's right. In fact, they from a marketing standpoint, they kind of use that to sell phones. Sometimes your your battery gets weak and and you you yeah. need to replace the phone in order to get a new one. Yeah, yeah. It's like when your battery's not holding a charge anymore, everybody has a decision to make, right? Do I want to spend a little bit of money and replace the battery, or do I just want to mm-hmm. start over with a whole new phone? And you know, over the last uh, you know, a couple decades, uh, the phones have gotten so much better, so much quickly, so quickly that very often you got a new phone. But at some point, people are going to go, eh, "This one's good enough," you know. And so, why would I want to spend a thousand dollars for a new phone when I can spend, you know, under a hundred dollars and just put a new battery in this one? You know? And and you know, I was thinking, just look at the size of that box. You know, let's assume that that's a nickel size coin or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that uh, we might see something like this uh, appearing because we have uh, batteries in in a round shape that are in lots of devices, mm-hmm. you know, that serve three volts, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and it's an annoyance to have to replace them, but you know we do. Yeah. <laughs> but it also is creating a lot of waste with some pretty toxic chemicals inside all these batteries. Yes, true. And so yeah. you know this would eliminate that, right? It's like, yeah, it's, yep. it's got some toxic waste in it too, but its its lifetime is is hundreds of the other batteries, and so yeah, I, I would rather see it actually being built into the device so that you can't even access the battery. Oh, you can't, yeah, you know, I would think that would probably be a given with these things. You know, it's like, yeah, you don't, yeah, and and you probably also wouldn't put it in a device that would typically be thrown away. You want to put it in a device that's very clear that it would be you know, recycled somewhere or sold back. Or replaced because there's newer, better versions or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate question, though, is is that it will at some time have an end life, not maybe because of years, but just because the device is no longer used or needed or wanted. Right. Yeah. And so you have to have a a pretty um, uh, well-thought-out plan. Right. Yeah. To deal with the... Well, we don't need that anymore. You know, pull it out and recycle it and stick it into something else or or have a way of dismantling and destroying it that is not going to, you know, make people glow at night. Yeah, maybe the main thing is just isolate it by putting it in some type of a non-conductive sleeve that you can't access the batteries. It's just no longer, you know, exposed uh, ports or yeah, I mean, there's what, all kinds of ways to, 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 
to deal with, you know, safely deal with the refuse. Like I said, there, quite mm. honestly, we've got some pretty toxic, horrible chemicals in the batteries that we're using right now, and we have a pretty piss-poor way of handling it. I think, you know, a lot of people, unless they're so conscientious about it, toss it in the trash, and they shouldn't. It, it should be going but, to be recycled because the batteries have some nasty chemicals in them. Yeah, the other thing is just the title suggests that it can be recharged, which I kind of doubt. You know, developed a battery, a nuclear-powered battery that can last 50 years without recharging. No, no, this isn't, isn't rechargeable. <laughs> well, it literally says without recharging, so you don't have to recharge it. That, I think you're misreading that. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, okay. it's, it's saying that they're not rechargeable. You, you don't recharge yeah. them. Yeah. It would be better if they reworded it to say they're not because they're not rechargeable, but they, they are disposable. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, anything need, can be thrown away. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, you know, they're in the early stages of this, and it's in China. We'll see. You know, it's got to get, you know, it's got to have regulatory approval wherever you're going to sell it, and they got to balance the... The paranoia of something's radiating, right? Which freaks people out. You know, I mean, yeah. technically, when I'm using the battery in my phone right now and my phone's getting hot, my battery is radiating. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's why I feel yeah. heat, and, right? And, it's and, radiating and our, heat. And our, te- and our tendency is if we have something like this, is they're going to put this symbol that looks like radiation, you know, uh-huh. hazard. They're going to put that in big, bold thing right on the case right <laughs> so, not, so everybody not on apple phone <laughs> apple will be going, uh-uh. <laughs> not putting that on my perfect design yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah but yeah, i think you're right i think ultimately they're going to figure out how to make this happen and what's the the balance between um uh you know making it happen and 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 what the risks might be involved with it um you know, we're talking about very minute amounts of stuff in a pretty tiny battery. We're not talking about using a battery like that to power a car, at least not yet. But can you imagine the electric car that never has to stop and get recharged because you can drive it as far as you want, yeah. as long as you want? You know, I mean, ultimately, that's that's the dream, right, is a perfectly clean car that just Tell- goes. Hey, hey, that, that's what that's what somebody needs for their car. Like, can you imagine Tesla saying... You buy your car and you never have to go to an electric station again. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, you know, the, the the home packs that they sell through their solar city or whatever subsidiary, you know, have that battery pack on your house, right? Yeah. You don't have to right. solar charge it. You don't have to do anything. It just sits there and makes power for you forever. You're, you're completely disconnected. People living off the grid could have power anytime they want. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it, and you and you have it on your on your house mostly just so it makes it inaccessible to somebody coming by and stealing it, right? So, well, <laughs> no, what I'm just saying is is that you know you don't have to be on a grid. Then you can you can have your own power. Sure. You, each each home is independent. You know that yeah. that means that if something goes, well, this, you know, if something well, like a storm or something hits and knocks out your power grid, it knocks out the places where. Where that are directly in the flow, but those that everybody else is fine, right? You know, this enables the, the people who don't really want to live in neighborhoods. They want to live out in the jungle sure. or yeah, out in the, the desert and, by themselves. The, you yeah, know? those people off the grid would be the first adopters, right? Yeah. So, and, and there's there's a lot of people, a lot more than most people think, uh, uh-huh. people like that that are out there in the boondocks. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of people we went to who would like to do that. 
you know, they just don't because oh, yeah. of whatever reason for work or for, you know, the, the, the inconveniences of not having, you know, reliable power and things like that. You just go, well, I'd love to go do that, but, you know, this takes one mm-hmm. of those butts away. Yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, you're staying in Alaska? Well, it's pretty wild. Lots of places you drive for miles, you don't see anything. You don't even see any roads turning off of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just like forest or, you know, whatever way out there. But then every once in a while you'll come along and you'll you'll see somebody walking along the road and they're really out in the boondocks and there's no cars. So they're they're living out there somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's it, it it it's probably well not probably it is the largest wilderness you know in the in the u.s you know it, the the, yeah. the space in alaska and a lot of it's barely habitable but a lot of the coastal stuff seasonally is beautiful and and well even when it's in the winter it's beautiful but not you know it's pretty harsh um yeah you know but there's some shows about people building off the grid in alaska or living in alaska you know homesteading and stuff and uh, there's just you know there's lots and lots of people who want that kind of lifestyle and mm-hmm. uh you know and more power to them you know yep. um, i think the biggest issue for everybody involved with this kind of technology these kind of batteries is getting over the mental hump of saying i have you know nuclear waste or nuclear powered battery you know nuclear the word nuclear freaks people out and yeah. and so you know we have to couch it in a way that it it's not doesn't have such emotional impact on people you just have forever to say, power right just yeah. don't talk about the technology yeah just exactly power. yeah they'll they'll think about ways to market it right um yeah you know and and those who who care about it will do a little research and read about it and figure out you know well what is the what are the trade-offs the good and the bad of uh you know that mode of powering something but yeah. i can see it starting in something small first and then moving yeah. to like, you know, cars and homes and things, but uh, yeah, I'm excited about this kind of technology. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, you know, I well saying why why have we been just, on this quicker? <laughs> yeah, and just the idea that this this is actually using uh, stuff that's already waste material or has been considered waste material, you know, uh, at least for terms of in terms of. Uh, big reactors and that sort of thing they take this stuff and dump it but it's still got a long life to it mm-hmm. so anyway why don't we get on to the highlight of what we what's going on in the apple world these days uh like last friday morning was the was the first time you could order the things and i still haven't seen from apple that they're they've shut off orders uh although they're did they've sold over 600 of them uh, already and uh, six hundred. I thought they were going to make a lot more than six hundred. Yes. Maybe it was six thousand. I don't know. Whatever. It's it's it's. I saw an estimate of one hundred and sixty thousand. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Well, anyway, the the the, 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 the delivery dates immediately slipped into March, and that mm-hmm. was several days ago. So it's probably uh, too late to get one this year. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, I don't know how far they've slipped. I'm actually looking right now on the Apple site to see, like, well, what is it? Uh, if I pre-order it today, what is the day that it's available? I know that I read a couple articles that said that they uh, 
that if you wanted the basic one, they have three different models, one with 256 gigabytes of memory, a 512, and a one terabyte. And they ended up buying the one terabyte one, which ended up costing an extra $400 just because that um, was available on day of. And the other ones were all, you know, a long wait. So... Oh, you can't Anyhow. even go through the process of, of finding out when they're available and buying it uh, without oh. having it on your iPhone and scanning your face. Oh, uh, you got to go through the process first. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's 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 good for Apple. That you know. Yeah. I'm surprised. I was I was not surprised, but I was half expecting to get a call from you on the weekend or or, or on on Friday, going, "Guess what I just did." <laughs> well i woke up at eight o'clock or something and i thought of it <laughs> and i says oops i i missed my chance but if i'd have woken up early automatically i'd have said well that's a sign from god he wants me to have one you yeah. know I better. <laughs> that's funny that's funny. So, so what you're saying is, is if I had become the voice of God and called you and said, "Hey," <laughs> and woke you up, that you might uh, have. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I, I think I, I read an article that a guy has pretty much convinced me that for the first several years, the primary use of these devices is for entertainment. I think a you lot know? of it's going to be that way. Although, um, once they started selling them, then some some uh, some uh, blocks that they had, you know, some agreements they had with people who had seen them were lifted, and so they started talking about them more. And I had a few people talk about the fact that they they tried it and they said this is the future of computing. That they were convinced that this was going to be more than just a put it on and watch 3D movies type of thing. Yeah. Well, uh, I have one, uh, I don't have it in front of me here right now, but on the page there, down near the bottom, I think it was one of the last things that I put on, that basically talks about the apps that are currently available, and one of them stunned me. It doesn't doesn't say much other than, uh, like, uh, uh, well, I have to find it here. Yeah. Well, there are um, clearly some some um you know built-in things that seem pretty limited so it's going to be real interesting to see when people can start uh perusing the the app store for it with the actual device in hand or on face and say you know does what does it do for me right what does it do is there something i can do here that i can't do a different way or that doing it this way is so much better yeah you know and that remains to be seen uh, uh, oh, it comes with these pre-installed spatial apps, and so uh, the, it's not the whole set of stuff that you currently get. Uh, but it, but in the list, right at the top, it says "Encounter Dinosaurs," <laughs> right below App Store. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't even sound like an app to me, but Encounter Dinosaurs. Yeah, that's... I'm sure it's like a a virtual. Um museum type thing where they you know come to life several people had talked about uh seeing a dinosaur during the demo during those 30 minute demos that they were giving to them when they first announced it and so i'm sure this is 
is that's that. probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. it's a gee, gee whiz thing to watch a dinosaur. It's, sure, it's probably it was probably shot in 3D when they were do, back doing the uh, those movies the uh, a uh, couple of years ago. Back, oh, I, yeah, I don't, I doubt that it's. Uh, a, they, I, I bet that Apple had. You know, they've got the money and the people to go ahead and make something new, but it's probably similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about like the Jurassic Park movies that. that yeah, yeah. That was the word Jurassic. Yeah. Yeah. There was a really cool kind of pseudo documentary called Walking with Dinosaurs that used that same technology, but it was more of a. Uh, uh, imagine, you know, the um, Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom, but with dinosaurs. And of yeah, course, the dinosaurs uh, were all computer generated. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, Brian Haley and took the boys, and we went with them down to the big uh, uh, arena here in Charlotte mm-hmm. about oh, four or five years ago. It was a dinosaur show, mm-hmm. and man, was that impressive! Talk about you know. What, yeah, well, then they're using animatronics and and three D videos yeah, and to yeah, make- these things were snorting fire and you know making sounds like you know almost scary. The boy, yeah. Noah was a bit younger than he is now. He's 13, but maybe he was 10 or something. It, yeah. it was a little bit frightening for him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like walking through a uh, dinosaur zoo, right? They've created it, sort of right. sim- simulated that. But, yeah, yeah. it's, you know, there, there's, uh, I, I think that that kind of use is going to be obvious for a lot of people. What we don't know is what we don't know, right? Is how is it going to be used in other ways, you know, um, and yeah. and will it be used in other ways? You know, I think that the um, Apple is still trying to pitch the iPad as a, you know, an alternative work device. But I think most people use it as a web browser. Yeah. You know, I really yeah. think most of the use of the iPad for most people is, you know, you watch a movie, you you watch videos, you read web pages. That's what well, it's, it's, used it's for. your mo- it's for your mom. It's a bookstore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and know, so those she, kinds of things, you go well. She, go ahead. She she could have just as well got a reader. In fact, probably would have got a Kindle reader. Except that I said, well, you know, for very little more, you can get the the iPad and have have Kindle reader as, as an accessory. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, I will say. In fact, I I have a a standalone kindle reader not the kindle fire which is a tablet but the candle the and yeah. and reading off of that screen is a better experience for people who are just yeah. primarily reading but um you know if if you're fine with the other screen you know with, with an ipad screen like you said it it it's not just a reader it does lots of other things so it's not especially especially if you go outside outdoors the readers are far superior oh, in natural absolutely. light absolutely yeah because they use reflective light as opposed to right. backlit so and and they you know instead of a glossy screen it's a matte screen there's just lots of reasons that the that the little kindle right. readers make a lot of sense you know your your niece uh reagan has one and she reads that way and so does uh your niece my niece your your granddaughter and uh, and your uh, my daughter Jensen also does a lot of reading on her Kindle, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a separate just reading device. And I, I can't speak for Reagan, but I know Jensen has a has a tablet, uh, um, a uh, an iPad, iPad Pro, uh, and she uses that, but not for reading so much. It's 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 enough heavier, enough bigger. That she doesn't like it. In fact, she just upgraded to a new Kindle reader recently, and they just made it m- fractionally larger, 
and it irritated her because now she couldn't really hold it in her hand the way she wanted. She's like, it's oh. just a little bit bigger, and that bothers me. Huh. You know, and she's dealing with it. She's getting used to it, but uh, <laughs> but it's irritating for her to have. You know, again, women also have a little bit smaller hands than men in general, and yeah. uh, you know, and the size of devices matters. Yeah, yeah, and 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 also you want some part that you can hang onto the screen without covering the screen or, or activating yeah. something Flip, on the flipping screen. Flipping pages, right? Yeah. The last thing right. you want is to we're just trying to hold it. You keep changing pages. You can't read anything because it's flipping yeah, I, around. Yeah, I've, I've had, that's one of my com- biggest complaints about the iPad, in fact. I mm-hmm. too often bump something and don't know where I came from and there's no back button. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, no, that's I one mean, thing if I, I think, think that the, the Android people, when they were copying the icon interface from the iPad did well was uh, they added a just permanent back button at the bottom and it, you know yeah. and they, now they've gotten rid of that on some of their later devices and I think that was a mistake but having that that you know no matter where you're at just hit that button and it takes you back to where you were right before that you know yeah. that's uh, that's helpful really is yep. Apple tried to do something like that you know at the top left corner they'll they'll like sometimes but it's not there all the time but sometimes there's a little link that'll take you back to like if you're in an app that suddenly launches a browser or something it'll take you back mm-hmm. to the other app but it's not yeah. it's it, it and it's a really small touch point too you know so I just uh-huh. thought they, they implemented that pretty poorly but uh, you know at least it's there yeah yeah mm-hmm. Anyway, it, it's interesting to see the list of items here, and you know, just I, I, as I look at each of them, I wonder now what, if anything, did they actually change for, for you know, a reminders app or for a shortcuts app or for stocks? You mm-hmm. know, uh, I, a lot of them just don't. I can't imagine any add-ons that you would even put in there. You know, what? what yeah, well, isn't you know, now it, enabled. If you're going to use the the Vision Pro as a an actual working device, I think it would be very much like people it's, it's like people who have multiple monitors on their on their desktop computer or really big monitors. Like I mm-hmm. have a big monitor in my office, and so I usually have three or four different windows open, and and I don't they're not hidden, you know. In fact, it's funny because today we're recording with my backup device on my laptop, and so all my you know all my windows are stacked. Usually, I have them spread across the screen. So I could just yeah. you know look look with my eyes from one to the next. Now I have to like physically click and move things to be able to see what what the next thing is that I want to see. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take long pretty soon, and you have a messy mm-hmm. desktop, and you say, "Oh crap, this is not working." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anywho, uh, but it's uh, uh, what is going to be more interesting is I have I I, I saved a want to talk about uh, some kind of new things that are ex- being expected. I think I saved that one. Yeah. Well, just as uh, a follow-up to the article that you had posted about the um, uh, and, uh, or estimated sales of the Vision Pro, they said that on Friday, the, the delivery dates had slipped a couple weeks already into March. I haven't seen any updates since there, but they're thinking that they, they, they have uh, sold... Uh, pre-orders of 180,000 units. 80,000. Yeah, yeah 180,000 yeah. units, uh, which if you do the math uh, by how much they cost, that's like $600 million in, in an afternoon. <laughs> in 
Yeah, one weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not even the weekend, really. That was mostly on Friday. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, right. uh, but yeah, I haven't seen anything today to say like, well, what is the current ship dates on the devices? You know, no updates yeah. this morning anyway. Um, well, anyway, you know. if, if you're a stockholder, that's got to uh, look really good. Well, they, yeah. I, uh, that, uh, there was one uh, by uh, uh, investor Buffett, yeah, somewhere, but I guess I didn't save it here. Yeah. But uh, he, it, it was an article basically saying how his investors are getting rich, but it's really just because of Apple, you know. It could have just well, yeah, well. He, he's got a, a ton of his, his investments are in Apple. I mean, over half yeah. of oh. Berkshire Hathaway is, is Apple ownership. Right. So, yeah. So you think, well, why, why go through the middleman, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, just above that one, I, I see that that the, now Windows 11 seamlessly can run on Apple Silicon. I guess it was made by Microsoft. Right. Well, Windows is so, made by Microsoft, but oh, it oh, it uh, you're right. Yeah, but the, the key thing was there with app or with Windows blessing. So Windows, the the Microsoft or with Microsoft blessing, Microsoft is supporting uh, the uh, the effort to run Windows on Apple's hardware. Yeah, that's for those frustrated Apple users who don't have Windows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of which there's what three. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think it's one of those things like I for a long time after I had been a, a Mac user, I kept Windows running in a parallels, you know, through the parallels yeah. app. Uh because there was one app that I needed that generated files for swim meet entries that only ran on a Windows app. And so, you know, eventually that became something that I could do via uh, websites. There, there were some online subscriptions that could generate that file for me. And as soon as I could do that, yeah. I got rid of that app and quit running Windows on my Mac. But I remember... Uh, well, go ahead. It, it's embedded in my brain that every time I turned on Windows, I had to download some damn uh, software that got rid of uh, bugs or something that was yeah, you know, spreading like, throughout the system. And that usually took... 10 to 15 minutes, and by right. then I forgot what the hell I had it on for, so I yeah. turned it off. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. There was that that meme going around where you come to work, you turn on your computer, I, boot up into Windows, and then go get coffee, because it's yeah. by the time you get back, it might be done updating and be ready to use. Um, yeah, it's they, it, they may have fixed it with Windows 11 because I never had a Windows 11. That's kind of a separate uh, yeah. type well, of Windows now, I think, right? Well, the, the Windows a, 10 was a pretty big jump. But, I mean, they're all built on top of each other. It's not like they rewrote it from yeah. scratch. Um, but Windows uh, 10 made a pretty significant leap, and Windows 11 is, is you know, upgrades from there. But the, um, yeah, you know, the one thing that Windows 11 did was, and it, this is something that, you know, Windows has been less willing to do than Apple, and that was that they said, you know, you had to have hardware of a certain level and date yeah where whereas you know apple has always said you know we'll support it but at you know eight nine years out you're, you're probably right. not going to get upgrades anymore you'll get security patches for a while after that but you're not going to get upgrades yeah. but windows has always right. tried to say oh we'll support every computer that was ever made you know which is obviously ridiculous yeah. at this point so yeah you know they finally drew the sa- a line in the sand with windows 11 and said okay we're, we're going to 
kind of say this will only work on computers that have these specific fun- functions and features, and lo and behold, those are all like you know two or three years old. So they, well, uh, and you know, you have to, and, and and they're helping Apple sell more machines too. <laughs> I mean, you know, they they don't compete in the hardware sense with Apple, so why not? Yeah, well, they do. I mean, they sell their own laptops and and uh, tablets well, and stuff. And, but you know the volume is not the same, not not anywhere close. That's not a a uh, focus for for Microsoft anymore. Actually, right. I don't even think the operating system is that much of a focus for for Microsoft anymore. You know, they're yeah. doing an awful I, lot of stuff with their cloud development and and right. uh, I, you know they're a very diversified con- company these days. Yeah. Well, uh, but. Uh, I, I don't know enough about uh, Windows anymore or Microsoft that, mm-hmm. that I I just haven't paid attention to that world. Just yeah, if it wasn't Apple, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, I I suspect it's not as bad as as I it, uh, remembered it because it may, may have been it's worse, but I couldn't imagine getting any worse. <laughs> so. Hmm. Let's see. What else did we have here? Um, there's a... Uh, oh, seven quick tips that make life so much better. And I glanced through some of those. <clears throat> and we can kind of do that. Uh, but it looks looked like a really interesting article. I don't have enough knowledge of any one to say it was really uh, great. Uh, I, but I did read like the flick on airplane mode. Hadn't thought about this before, but it basically uh, turns off the cellular connectivity completely, mm-hmm. even though it's temporary. Uh, but then when you turn it back on, then within 15 seconds, it will have uh, updated the uh, <coughs> protocol and solved the problem. What problem? Oh, I skipped the, the front first thing here. Uh uh, connection to, to, to cell towers. It now has to go searching for cell towers again. Oh right, yeah. Okay. Toggle some, it off, some and toggle t- it back on, and then it'll reconnect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so it's interesting because back when I was a Windows guy and techie and all those kind of things, you had to learn these little tricks as to how mm-hmm. to make make certain things reset because they didn't they could go bad, you know. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about cell towers being part of a problem. Right. But well, every once in a while, you'll get a connection that's flaky, and so you want to reconnect, disconnect, and reconnect. Although, what puzzles me a little bit is how are they switching to airplane mode? Are they pulling down the control panel and tapping the airplane and then untapping the airplane? Because if yeah. you're going to do that, you could just untap and retap the cell tower button, which is literally two millimeters where's away. The, it's it's right next to t- it. Where, So when you pull down the control panel, the airplane mode button, the cell button, the Wi-Fi button, the Bluetooth button are all grouped together. They're all right there. So you can turn on and off each one of those. Oh, So okay. why do airplane mode when you can just, you know, if, if you're having a bad cell connection, just reset the cell phone to cell connection. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. I guess by going to Wi-Fi mode, it also shuts off the, the Wi-Fi connection. So if you're not sure what the problem is, it shuts off the radios and turns them back on. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't affect Anyway, all, all those kind of things that are sort of equivalent of Bluetooth, although less, less. Uh, I, I mean, reboot. They're all, you know, mm-hmm. used, used to be power on, 
reset was the, the answer to just about 99% of the questions, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when all else fails, so just, right? So, just reboot and see what happens. Well, that's what I was doing this morning, trying to figure out why my my uh, devices yeah. wouldn't talk. Yeah. But it could have been a communications problem like one of these, which are sort of a subset of the total yeah. reboot. Yeah. Well, I mean, quite frankly, I was suspecting, you know, connectors and stuff. So I was unplugging and replugging in stuff while we were doing it, just to see if I could figure out the problem. And uh, you know, yeah. I, once we're done today, uh, and I've edited this file and put our lead-in music back in, I'll probably sit down and do a little troubleshooting and figure out why the heck my uh, my my uh, mixer was able to be seen but not talked to. <laughs> it was a little <laughs> annoying. Yeah, here's one that reminds me. I did did get one of these that try a signal booster when I was a full-time RVer. A lot of times we were out in the boondocks, you know, and so uh, I had one that seemed to work. Uh, for a while, and then I just finally things got better, or maybe we just weren't at the bad campgrounds anymore. I don't know, but I stopped using it. I don't even know what happened to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, they got one here for ninety bucks on Amazon. It says, yeah, I'm less right. inclined to use a signal booster, but I do do have uh, like a hotspot uh, where I've run a wire to it so it's physically connected to my network and then a second transponder to give you know yeah. extend, to extend my my uh the range of my wi-fi and mostly okay. i did that like i do it here in my shack i'm probably radiating myself with all of the extra wi-fi signals in here but because, <laughs> but because my shack is a literally a metal building yeah. i can't i don't get any signals inside you know and so mm -hmm. when the door is shut if i don't have wi-fi separately inside here i don't get any wi-fi <laughs> and so uh, and so i have a separate wi-fi transponder that's in in the shack that uh allows me to have wi-fi now most of the stuff that's in here is is plugged in uh via ethernet so it doesn't matter but uh yeah, but like by my the cell way phone. if i want my cell phone to work in here <clears throat> one of the options on your cell phone is to use wi-fi if it can't get a good cell signal well, if I don't have yeah. Wi-Fi and I'm sitting in in a metal box, I don't have cell. I don't have a phone. So, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you yeah. said by you the know, way, there, there was a, this. There was always this big worry that somebody would set off a nuclear weapon at a certain altitude that would actually wipe out all the electronic devices. Mm -hmm. You know, within yeah, the EMP, how many right? miles of it? The, the what? EMP, electromagnetic pulse. Exactly. That, that's what. Thank you. I couldn't remember that. Yeah. But anyway, it, with you having that shack there, you probably have your devices more protected than just about anybody else. Yeah, I'm basically sitting in a giant Faraday cage. <laughs> it's, yep. Well, I shouldn't even that's, say that, giant. That, giant is is making this thing seem more grand than it really is. But yeah. yeah. Now, of course, right. of course, of course, there's no assurance that that'll do you any good because if you even if they work. Well, they might not find anything else that works to talk to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, goody, you can you can run your computer. You, you got a phone that works, but but it's useless because yeah, the, the towers cell, are all down. Or... Yeah, the cell towers are blown. The uh, <laughs> the internet is not working. You know, but hey, I can right. move my computer and I can play. Uh, you know, play games, play, right? I can play chess <laughs> you know, on right. my computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that may be an advantage over those who don't can't do that. Yeah, I they go guess. crazy worried, worrying about what happened. I guess. Well, and then you know, if if that actually happened too, 
then the power grid would probably not be in a great shape. And uh, while I have a UPS in here to give me power, it doesn't last that long. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so you need you need one of those little fifty-year uh, batteries, right? That's right. I could run my shack on a fifty-year battery, and I'd never have to leave the place. Ah, Other than the go. fact that uh, you know, there's no way to prepare food or or you know, remove, or remove I live, waste. <laughs> I live through, uh, yeah, I lived through the '50s, where there's still a lot of homes out there that had these built-in uh, nuclear shelters in case of nuclear blast. You know, yeah. And I always thought to myself, man, you just mean that you, you you're going to live until you run out of food or. Uh, ultimately come out into what might be a very contaminated environment and not live very long anyway. Yeah. You know, so you just extended your life for very uh, uh, bad conditions, you know. Yeah, yeah. The question is, yeah, how long will it take before it's safe to come out of? And a lot of them weren't truly bomb shelters. They were fallout shelters. So, you know, they weren't designed to, to, uh, to withstand any kind of a blast, but... I think a lot yeah. of people, especially in the Midwest, their so-called fallout shelter was also a uh, tornado. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, but, but fallout from a nuclear blast yeah. off the Earth is always shown as a mushroom cloud, right. which means it's picked up a whole lot of stuff in thermal dust. It's radiated it, and now it's going to cover everybody that's yeah. downwind from wherever it started. Yeah. Well, those who remember you know, when Chernobyl happened and they started getting you know, readings of radiation in, 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 uh, Scandinavia, you know, <laughs> they're like, what yeah. the heck, something happened. Why are we getting yeah. all these radiation readings? And it was just the wind carrying, you know, and that wasn't even sure. in, uh, an explosion. That was, you know, yeah. Uh, just leaks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's nasty stuff. Enough to scare people away from using 50 year batteries, probably. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I couldn't help but putting this article on here. There's several different things that uh, that they suggest because I wanted to be sure I didn't lose it. So read read it later because it just looked interesting. I, I like I said I I I don't think about a lot of that that kind of stuff for much anymore. Yeah, and uh, sort of takes me back to when I did. You know, it was and in fact the kind of the oldest thing. Uh, is uh, clear at the bottom the very last thing uh, I guess it's not clear at the bottom but there's a thing called uh, Texastic Code Editor now you say why on earth would I care about a code editor well I used to have a code editor that worked with COBOL COMOL it was on our C64 machines and this one looks to me to have the templates specific to languages. So the first thing you do is you dial in the language you want to use, and then it only lets you use approved words and it ensures, you know, mm-hmm. that you, you get the structure and everything right. So I love those kinds of editors. Uh, right. And if I can get it for free, I might just download it just to play with for right. at least the languages that I understand. Yeah, and, well, the nice and thing there is a, if you, it, it helps prevent a lot of typos, which let's face it, a lot of coding issues yeah. turn out to be like, oh, that was supposed to be a colon, not a semicolon, you know, and well, it's really a, hard to see on a page, you know. Yeah, uh, in fact, the the editors that uh, I have used before, not just the, the Comal thing, 
but I had a really good one for Fortran, which I was used to. I had to do the project that I had. It was part of my work, mm-hmm. uh, and it was had some phenomenal features. And it was just built by people who were Fortran coders. So the co- best thing coders can do for themselves is give themselves aids to get things done yeah. and avoid errors. You know. Primarily yeah. avoid errors. That's that's a yeah. Big, Build a big, tool that makes the the code cleaner from the get go, right? Cause absolutely. Because you can write something in an hour and then spend three days trying to figure out what piece of that is not quite right. Why isn't working? You know. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I I used to just love coding. I mean, just you know, I I I dream up projects just for the heck of it, just to have something to do. Yeah. And then build some little tool that. that me and me alone would ever use, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah, but there's, you know, anybody who's done that kind of work, when you start seeing some of the errors that you might throw, like a compiler error or something, they don't say, go to line 144 and fix this piece of code, because if they could do that, then they would just fix it for you. But they, they, it's, you know, it's that, it tells you sort of where it is. They'll maybe give you a, a line number in the code or a function or something, but then, you know, very often that's referencing something else and the error is in that something else. And so you've got to really do a lot of backtracking and be an investigator to find things. And a lot of times, like I said, the typos are, are dumb things like, you know, a semicolon instead of a colon or a comma instead yeah. of a period. And, you're, and, and let's well, face it, that, you know, on a screen, it's not always easy to see the difference between a comma and a period or a, or a semicolon that, and a colon. Well, and that's the absolute minimum essentials in it, in anything calling itself a code editor. It gets all the syntax correctly. Right. You know, syntax no longer becomes part of the problem. Right, because it's it won't let you do anything but the right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, and so that's why up front you have to say, well, hey, I'm writing this in Fortran, or I'm writing this in, you know, C C plus plus, or you know, whatever, uh, so yeah. that the editor but, is tuned to that particular language and that lingo. <laughs> yeah, or more yeah. importantly, that yeah. grammar. So, it's really what it is: is it's grammar. You know, it's the, yeah. the, the grammar right. for a specific language is you know when it comes to programming languages is very specific and and yeah what that's why in, most people don't code don't code in more than two or three languages because you you you've got to know that one just right and that it uh-huh you know yeah no it, it's it's actually just like learning a spoken language there's a fluency right. that's required and you have to learn that language to be fluent and in, in in programming in that language Exactly. Exactly. By the way, I couldn't remember. Do you know if Mom has an iPhone Seven? I think she does. No, she doesn't. She has one that still has a button on it. It's like a six, six or a six S. Too bad. It says here the article says iPhone Seven users in the U.S. could receive up to three hundred and forty-nine dollars from Apple. I uh, lost a lawsuit. I just yeah. stuck it in here because I, I wanted to ask you the question. <laughs> right, yeah. and Well, I mean, you can look at it. You can go to, uh, you know, settings, general, and about, and it'll tell you what model it is. But yeah, um, I might... uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it was a 6 or a 6S. Okay. I've been trying anyway. to. I'll repeat it one more time. Trying to get you to upgrade her to the last, the most recent um iPhone SE because it will look exactly the same, still has the button, but it has the internal guts of an iPhone 13. Now, mind you, well, we're talking about a 6 to a 13. That's a big difference. Plus, she has a yeah, battery that will actually hold a charge. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm going to the our Apple store, and I've just decided that I'm going to go up there and buy it. Yeah, yeah. You suppose they'll still have a have an SE? Oh, yeah, but they, anyway. still, they still sell it. It's still available. It's the most affordable phone they've got, and that way she doesn't change the way she uses it. It's identical to what she's got. Well, and, let um, me tell you what happened. We, we had ended up with her phone being totally dead the other day, and I, I know it's not been holding the charge, and she just forgets to plug it in and stuff. Right. I think the battery's shot. I'm sure it is. You know? It's, what, six years old, seven years old? Yeah. So I, I've got to get her a phone, and if I don't get her that one, then, then she'll have to learn a lot of things. Right, yeah. She has to go to a, to a face ID from a touch ID, which is, again, not a difficult change, but it is a change. Whereas if you yeah. get her the SE right now, it, it will be physically the same phone. It just will have the new internals on it. Plus, it'll be able to upgrade to the latest versions of software and stuff. So, In know. fact, I think that's my destination after we're done, except I'm going to grab something to eat yeah <laughs> so i i don't remember where let's see what time is it here it's almost one o'clock gee we've been talking that long yeah oh, well we, we weren't we, talking we, that long we wasted about a half an hour or more on the front end yeah <laughs> yeah that's right but yeah yeah uh oh there was another list of things to do uh that it's, it's kind of innocent in the title it says how to set up top of the uh t- top of the hour haptic chimes on your Apple Watch. Well, there's a whole bunch of other suggestions in addition to just that, which sounds kind of neat, you know, a little ding-dong at mm-hmm. noon, and I don't even have to look at my wrist to know it's noon, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, I, you can choose what you if, want in yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, if you like that, then great. I find that I cannot discern the difference between ding-dong, dong-ding, twinkle-twinkle. I don't like well, this, this tapping could, me. Yeah, you know? it, it, as it describes it here, you know, you have several choices of what the sound sure. is and right. the volume and all of yeah. that. Oh, I'm not yeah. talking about sound. I'm talking about the vibrations that it does. I actually oh. went and turned that off when I was driving. It was driving me nuts, you know. It would tap, tap, or tip, tip, or whatever to turn right or left. I couldn't tell the difference. And the dumb thing was tapping and tipping at me all the time, and I just finally said, screw <laughs> it. I don't want that thing telling me to turn right or left. I can see it on well, the map. Well, I'm, I'm telling you that if you go to that article, there's a after they get through with the taptic stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, here I know what it is. It's another article. I didn't. I missed the title. The 20 best Mac apps that will improve your Apple experience. Ah. And so that's 20 things to look at. And I wanted to uh-huh. read each one of these and say, well, why is somebody yeah. think? Do they that make that's sense? The greatest. I've I've looked at a lot of articles like that, and sometimes I find things that I I already do. Sometimes I find things yeah. that I haven't done that sound interesting. But a lot of them also are things that I haven't done, and after reading about it, don't want. But you, right. know, you never know. You find but, some stuff that's useful. By the way, you did but, not send me a link to this, so I have no idea what you're looking at. Huh? Oh, uh, I did send you a link, but the the link is titled How to Set Up Top-of-the-Hour Taptic Chimes on Your Apple Watch. Where is that? I don't have it. You don't? Did you just send it today? Uh, did you load it yeah. and never hit return so it never actually got sent again? Because you did that last week. What's the what's uh, what's above it or below it? What's the, n- the nearest article? Okay, just a minute here. Uh, right above it is Apple Vision Pro comes with these pre-installed spatial apps. Don't have that either. The last thing I have from you is Apple Vision Pro order delivery dates immediately slipped to mid-March. 
Oh. And that was at 7.45 my time this morning, so 10.45 your time. I see. Yeah, I've not been... Uh, I got the iMessage thing here. Well, I pressed return until I'm blue in the face here, and it's not doesn't send them. So what's uh, the message that it thinks it's sending to you? I don't know. I mean, uh, it's sending nothing. <laughs> What's what's the last thing you got from me? The last thing I got is Apple Vision Pro pre-order delivery dates immediately slipped to mid-March. So yeah. Oh well, well that's that's at the bottom of the page. So I because that's know. the last thing you sent me. That's where the. The last thing goes. Oh. The bottom of the page. Okay. Then I uh, will come back here. I'll have them all out of order. Uh, so I, I mean, got you. There, I don't mind talking one. about stuff, but it's just it's not there. I'm not getting it. So. Oh, well, I should. The one I sent you is the one about mom's phone, so I, <laughs> I don't care about that. The b- delivery dates until March. You don't care about that because. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, I just need to find the ones that you don't have. Yeah, we already talked uh, about that one. Yeah, the, I had read about the iPhone 7 stuff. I'm pretty sure her phone is older than that. Um, I had an iPhone 7. Yeah. I gave it to one of my daughters, and then she traded it in for uh, an iPhone 11. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I did send that one now. Uh uh, yeah. Well, we already talked. Don't send me things we already talked about, like the code editor and the phone. I mean, uh, if there's anything there that we haven't spoken about, you can send that. Otherwise, we're good. Yeah, I think probably the. I've, I've just these things now have appeared twice on my list here hmm. in email. So anyway, not email, but messages. messages. Uh, interesting. I don't know why they weren't sending the first time, but I got them now. Yeah, did I, did I get you the one that was the, uh, the first one we talked about here? Mm. Links. By the tricks. way, that Textastic, if you look at it, it says Textastic Code Editor in parenthesis, it says, or in brackets, it says sponsor. That means it's an advertisement for the Textastic that they paid. Oh. So I'm not saying it's not a valid. You know, information. If it's a decent editor, I, I don't know how good mm-hmm. that editor is compared to others. But uh, okay, uh, the one on the tip, tap taptic chimes on your Apple. Did did you get that one? Nope. Never got that one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, that, that, if if you go to that one now. Yeah, uh, and then and then go below it, you'll get the uh, the next uh, thing about the twenty Mac experiences. Right the there we are. I got it. IA Writer, have that app use it. That was the first thing. Shortcuts. I use shortcuts. Probably not as much as I could, but I've done it. It's interesting. Yeah. Magnet, better snap tool. I don't know about this. I've seen this is one of those ones where it you can take your your screens and they like click into like 
tiles subsets of your screens yeah yeah so they're like they then you can tile your screen so nothing's covering anything up i suppose that's handy but you know you can do that manually too i don't know that an app is that big a deal drafts i've used drafts drafts is actually kind of cool because they have an app that runs on your watch and you can dictate things into drafts from your watch so if you're out and about somewhere and you want to leave yourself a note you can do that and then it's just a little notes app that works pretty well by itself I'm, I'm going to say this is the primary reason that I brought it up because I have drafts as well, but then I never did finish really using it. I got to go back to it. Mm-hmm. it. It didn't become a habit with me. You know, You know, it's funny. I used it really, really good, almost religiously for like a year, and then I quit using it for a while, and I and I and I didn't. Go, same thing. I didn't go back to it. But I yeah, really like the app. I just. I just totally forgot about it, you know, till yeah. I was reminded again. I said, "Wow, yeah. I was—I know I was really impressed with it." Yeah, it gives a lot of utility to the watch too. You know, it yeah. makes the watch a t- ha- gives the watch a whole function that it didn't have otherwise of like grabbing ideas and and notes and thoughts quickly and easily. Right. Um, right. You know, like if you're driving or something. Uh, yeah. Cheat sheet. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So it, it, I, I have, I think I have this too. I may have another version of this, somebody else's version of it. But it's, uh, all, you can set it up on a key command, so it pops up and it tells you the short, all the operating system shortcuts. So you know, you can use the command. Uh, I don't know. Let's think. You know, like command uh, X is is cut and command, uh, or uh, and command V is paste. Well, there's lots of other I, command keys that are on there that you have no idea what they are. Yeah, there's too I many. have the pa- I I have the paper, but then I can never find it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And so what this is is it's basically it's built in, but then you only have to remember yeah. one key, one command key, oh. the one that pulls up the list. <laughs> right. That's right. If you don't remember that one, then it doesn't do you any good. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Hold the command to to cheat, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. anyway, you're right. Yeah, and, uh, I, and I like I said, I don't remember the name of the one that I used. It sounds like it might have been this one. Yeah, cheat sheet. I've got it right here. Yeah. So yeah, I do have it on my Mac. Well, well, anyway, it it's a bunch of good things to just uh, play around with until you either get in the habit of using mm-hmm. them, and, and you got to you got to stick with them for a while. You can't do too many things at once, which is generally mm-hmm. my my have my problem, or I get distracted and don't finish. What I was on, yeah, you know, Snap Camera puts filters on your on your video calls and stuff, and that doesn't really interest me that much. Uh, this is an old article because Tweetbot's not around anymore because Twitter blocked everything and then changed its name to X, so there are no second party uh, 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 Twitter clients anymore. But when oh. when there was Tweetbot, was a good one. <laughs> XNViewMP. Well, that's a bad name. Doesn't tell you anything about it. No, it doesn't. Ah, you want to resize a bunch of images or touch, do touch-ups or convert them to form, formats? It's it's easy with XNPViewMP. Uh, so it's a, a, a sort of an extension of the preview app. And so you can also do batch adjustments, which is nice. Yeah, you know something I wish that they had. I thought they used to have in in photos, but maybe it was back in the old photos app and not the current one. Uh, there are often I take pictures that are are some way turned uh, on their side or something, and I just need to rotate them. 
and I will very yeah. often have a batch of them in one area. I would love to be able to select them all and just say all of these rotate, you know, 90 degrees this way. Yeah. And you can't do that. You have to open up each one of them, rotate it, go to the next one. Open up that one, rotate it, go to the next one. It's a real yeah. pain. That should be, you know, that kind of batch change should be much easier. Yeah, yeah. That's not what this one does, though, huh? Uh, well, this one would allow you to do that, but it's not doing it within, you know, it's doing it in the Files app. It's not doing it within within the Photos app. Oh. You know, and quite frankly, you know, any if I take a, a, a twelve pictures in a row at one spot, uh, I want to do the same color correction on all of them. The lighting was the same, the camera setup was the same. All I want to do is just make an adjustment on across the yeah. board, you know. And so I should be able to do some basic color adjustments and some rotations. I mean, obviously, if you're going to crop them, you have to open up each one to crop it, you know, however you want. Yeah. It. So but, this this one's strictly a files kind of thing. Yeah. This is if yeah, you yeah. have your photos in files, so it'd be bef- so like if you brought yeah. your if you brought your photos onto onto your Mac before you then imported them into Photos, then yeah. you could use something like this. It just you know it depends on what your workflow is. My workflow right. is put it into Photos and then deal with it, but Photos yeah. leaves me wanting somewhat sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Alfred. I've used it in the past and found I didn't like it. It's sort of like a, a search assistant, personal assistant type of, you know, they call it like the online butler. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't find it all that useful. But, you know, it again, everybody uses their devices differently. And, you know, it's one of those also that includes some other things in it. Like I think one of them is, you know, it gives you a better search than Spotlight by some people's measure. Uh, and things like um, a clipboard uh, manager so that you can cut, copy, and paste, and it then saves a history of what was in the clipboard so you can paste it again later without having to go back and find the original again. Um, oh, I you know, see. Things like that. Honestly, I'm surprised Apple hasn't built that into it. You know, the cut, copy, and paste functionality hasn't changed since they launched the Mac, and there's lots and lots of add-ons that add the functionality to do, to do um, a clipboard history. Yeah, it seems to me like yeah. that should just be an operating system thing. You know, it's like, you know, you set how far back you want to keep it. And then you can go, you know, when you call up the clipboard to paste something, it'll drop down a menu and say, which thing do you want to paste? The most recent thing? Or do you want to paste something that's, you know, that you copied yesterday? Uh, I got I, I got kind of stopped here on an ad. I've got one come in one of this article it says intermittent fasting for men and i've read about that as being a good thing but this one lets you put in your weight your your height your age and uh daily meals however Mm -hmm. many you think you want to have and then it builds this chart for you you know for Mm -hmm. that for those specs i did it for a while i didn't see that it did anything for me but again everybody's different yeah uh pixelmator pro is an app as a replacement for Photoshop, that's something that you can buy for like less than fifty bucks, and you don't have to then subscribe to it like Photoshop. I think it's a great yeah. option. I think it's a great option. Uh, clean my Mac. I tend to stay away from things that uh, automatically go cleaning up things on my Mac because I don't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> 
absolutely. I, I, you know, you you want to see what you're getting rid of. Be damn sure you're doing it right because it's yeah. gone. Yeah, I just don't trust those things. By definition, most of them require like you know like root level control of your device, and I don't like giving that to anybody. Uh, you know, other than Apple, <laughs> you know, I just I don't trust that they're going to do things right, even if they're not ill intended. I think too often there's just you know they create gunk on your computer. And so I just stay away from them. Uh, let's see. Safari, Safari extension. extension vinegar tube cleaner. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. Uh, if you've been watching YouTube, apparently it leaves uh, uh, lots of little snippets behind, and it's supposed to clean it up. Oh, I, I watch it all the time, but yeah. it's on the iPad, and this is on the computer. Right. They're talking about... Um, uh, it'll also remove ads and restores picture-in-picture functionality because uh, YouTube a while back took away the ability to do picture-in-picture and said you only get that if you're subscribing. And so this is something that basically goes in and hacks that. So it's kind of a hacky type thing. I'm not sure I would trust that either. But, you know, if, if you watch a lot of YouTube a, on your laptop, that might be a, something to check out. Well, well, it says it costs $1.99 anyway, so yeah. it's not free. And Franz is basically a consolidation of messaging apps. Not interested in that. And also, you know, if you're using a secure messaging app by going and using a different interface to it, you're probably completely dis- dismantling your security. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. MindNode is a mind mapping app, and I've used that before. Like it. It's kind of cool. Authy is a uh, authorization. <laughs> app that does verification i use that for a variety of different websites that require that you use some sort of authentication app authentication app and it's really good Hmm. you know since most of these are uh, mac os Uh the fact that i don't use mac os enough probably this is not going to draw me into the mac os yeah authy also works on ipad os and ios and I've got a Which, couple, Authy. It's the authorization app. It, it's, oh, oh, it's, okay. it basically is designed to uh, manage two-factor authentication. But you know, like Apple doesn't doesn't use the Messages app. It basically has it built into their own operating system. But you know, a lot of the um, uh, two-factor authentication uses messaging, which is essentially for most of them an SMS. So they send you like a six-digit number as, via text, and that's yeah. in, that's inherently unsecure. Or, you know, and so Authy the, is is just a, a better way of doing that. By the way, I uh, in order to watch my football game the other night with the with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, mm-hmm. I had to go back onto Apple, through, and I thought I was going to do do it through the NBC, NBC app, mm-hmm. but it turns out it's NBC uh, but Peacock. Then, it, but with that redirects you through uh, NFL. And then that directs you to NFL Plus, and it wanted me to join NFL Plus, and I didn't want to join NFL Plus because it it didn't. You're talking it had a about, place. You're talking about the the Kansas City game last week or the one yesterday? Yesterday. Okay, yesterday, yesterday you could just watch it on regular TV. When I, you say regular TV, I don't have N, N, NBC. That's I don't have it. It's not on my cable. You don't have NBC have, on your cable. You don't have you don't have NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox. 
No, NBC did not, and and my cable provider did not come to an agreement. And now, before I just lost that channel. Ha! It turned out there wasn't wasn't that much that I watched there. But when it comes to sports, it, it was important. Okay. So gotcha. I've been going. Whenever there's something on NBC, I go through it through the Apple TV to watch it. Right. But last night it was especially complicated because now I found that even though once you're on NBC, you mm-hmm. had to go through the NFL app, not just the N- NBC app. Right. And NFL, so it was a mess. And it and had, NFL and it had all this happy two- to sell it to you, but they're not going to give it to you. Yeah. Anyway, it, it had all these two-factor authentication kind of things. But the, when I got to the last one, it would not didn't didn't ever give me a it gave me the code on the TV that I had to enter when I finally got there. Mm-hmm. But then it, it wouldn't never give give me a place to type it in. But nevertheless, I don't know what I did. But finally, bingo! I got it. It popped up, and I says, "Don't touch anything." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't tried going that way through it. I found that you know NBC's uh, online app is now called Peacock, and uh, yeah. so you can watch stuff through Peacock if you want. There was a big wow. furor last week's games because one of the games was only available on Peacock, and so yeah. if you didn't have a subscription to Peacock, then you couldn't watch the game, and it cost like you know four ninety nine a month or something. Now, I would yeah. not have signed up for Peacock in order to watch that game, but I already had Peacock because my wife and daughters watch some other stuff that stream there. And so, yeah, well, I did not sign up for it, but I when they when the first half was done, the first half became available on what I was re, uh, uh, could record from another mm-hmm. channel, the NFL channel. Right. And so so I I watched the first half uh Time delayed. And time delayed. And then I decided to go to bed and watch the rest out in the morning. Yeah. And that was the but, Kansas but City. But when I came on to watch, by the way, when I came in to watch it on the morning, the half hour show or whatever it was was gone. And now I had a full three hours of that game. It was just the game. And right. there was no commercials on the front. And when he got to the end of the game, bingo, it was over. <laughs> huh. You know? Yeah. It was the strangest. It was like they clipped it out of the the game, and I don't know whether they cut some commercials out of the middle of it or not, but I think they did. Yeah. So yeah, I don't it, know. It, but that was the weirdest game I ever watched. Yeah, I've got a you know, rant or, uh, uh, about the whole NFL app and their NFL Plus. The NFL app I used to use to keep track of like scores and what's happening on in the, in the NFL. Their app is such a useless piece of crap right now. I go in there and immediately I'm pushed with like, you know, sign up for NFL Plus, sign up for this, watch the videos. I don't want to watch a video. I don't want to sign up for I just want to see when the game is or what the score is. You can't. You have to hunt around to find that in their app now. I now use a different app. I use like the Athletic which is just a, an app that tracks sports scores, to see what's going on, to see stats, to see you know what the standings are in the league. It's much easier to use somebody else's app than the league's app. Their app is garbage. Yeah, I, I don't use TV for that at all. I just go I'm not my talking iPad. about TV. I'm talking about just an app on my, on my phone or on the iPad. The NFL app itself is just garbage. They want to force you into buying subscriptions instead of just telling you what's going on in their stupid league. So I go to somebody else's app to find out what's happening in their league because their app doesn't tell me because it's too busy trying to sell me garbage. Oh, just it's it's maddening. 
but but I'm just telling you on my iPad I find sports information on in a folder uh, that has three different apps and right. and I can go I know those apps well and I can get any information I want it's just that I can't get the game there right and that's what I'm saying is I can go get information but not from the app from the league it just seems silly that the NFL has an app but you can't get any information about what's going on in the NFL from the NFL app they're trying to sell yeah. you subscriptions and video, and I don't want any of that. I just want to know what the score is, you yeah, know, or yeah. I want to and know I, what time I, the game starts. I can't even go to their that, app to find out when the game starts. I have to go somewhere yeah. else. And that and that and that peacock was a big winner for them, so that's just going to encourage that crap some more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I find however they want to watch the video and however they want to sell it. You know, let them make money. I, whatever. But you know, I can't watch the game if you don't tell me when it's on. When are they playing? Can't find that yeah. on your app. I have to go somewhere else because your app's garbage. Makes me <laughs> mad. Don't even get me started about bad refereeing. You know, I watched one of the morning <laughs> sports shows this morning, and they all they, they spent two hours talking about the Kansas City-Buffalo game. Didn't even mention the three other games that were this weekend. You know, and I, my team's a bunch of rookies. My team, obviously, Green Bay Packers, I've said it before. You know, they're a bunch of young guys, rookies and sophomores, you know, in the league. Uh, yeah. and a, and a first time starter quarterback. The fact that we got as far as we did was amazing. And I'm really proud of him. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to next season. But, you know, we were flat out robbed of a first down because of bad refereeing and they had video of it. Why the hell isn't somebody watching mm-hmm. the video and calling down to the field and saying, Hey, wait a minute. Don't run yeah. the next play. This, you didn't call it right. You know, uh, it just, it, it seems ridiculous yep. in this day and age that that a professional sports team that people are betting lots of money on in some cases, you know, d- makes determinations about whether or not you made it with a stick and a piece of chain. You know, yeah, I, it would be trivial to put some some electronics in the ball so you would know exactly where the ball is and whether or not it made it far enough. It is just, yeah, dumb dumb stuff it's so irritating you know i mean literally we went for it on fourth down he clearly made it it was should have been a first down at the 10 yard line getting ready to make a score and they went nope didn't make it sorry you know and and everybody just shrugged and went oh well such a dumb way to run a a professional organization except the fans who who had were hurt by it you know yeah, well, I mean, obviously, well, anyway, my, everybody's my biased. Chiefs but... came through. Yeah. My Chiefs came through. Yeah, well, and I didn't get was, to watch either of the games thing. yesterday. I saw. I, I was kind of following the results on and off, but I was out of the house all day yesterday because of a, a family trip that was planned with some in-laws, and, and we had a good time, but uh, um, it was a long day, long day. So I got home and sort of saw what the scores were, and then tuned in and watched the Lakers game. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the Lakers won last night, so that was, you know, uh. went, went to bed feeling positive. But I, uh, I'm not much of a basketball, a pro basketball game. I watched the grandsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is fun. I enjoyed that while I was out there. The, am- the amateurs. <laughs> yeah. But by the way, your, uh, your nephew, my grandson, Noah, mm-hmm. uh, in the last quarter yesterday was just – no, this this is not Sunday. This is Monday, Saturday. That was absolutely amazing what he did. He scored twenty four points out of their thirty some points, uh, and several of those were three pointers. And uh, anyway, he did an amazing job 
you know. Mm-hmm. Now he he you know he's not a professional, so he missed some. Even the professionals ones, miss easy shots. But, yeah, much yeah. to the chagrin but, of their fans. <laughs> but I don't know if Haley has talked to you. But anyway, after the game, uh, well, we we had gone to lunch between Levi's game in the morning and Noah's. It was a, which was at three thirty. Uh, well, she got home about four forty, is my understanding, and within two minutes after she got home, they heard a loud truck right by the house. And she runs out to the front room and finds a, uh, and by the way, it's, uh, this is, uh, yeah, about, about a quarter to five. It wasn't quite dark yet, but she went out of the house shortly after she saw the truck. She, cause they parked it in behind their, in their driveway, which is a little tough so that they can't even get out of their garage. So if she had an emergency, she couldn't leave. And she's got this big truck parked there. So, first of all, she calls 911. And they they didn't respond soon enough for her, and she called back again. And uh, she doesn't know what the heck, why would somebody come park in your driveway? So she went out and walked around the house and looked around in the woods just to see if there was somebody out there on her own. And by the way, Brian's not home. Okay. Mm-hmm. So somewhere, I guess, uh, uh, I, I don't remember these times exactly, but the guy that, that parked the truck there was a runaway from the cops in Mooresville. They were chasing him. He was in a, and, and he decided that there's enough woods around there, and maybe he knew somebody there, that he was going to go. Well, that's anyway, like, like they're he not was, on the way to anywhere. That's kind of an off the beaten path. You know what I mean? Right. Where they live, he had well, to go drive. He, you have to intentionally drive back into their neighborhood. That's right. That's right. And why he picked their driveway, I don't know. But I was concerned that you know he Haley got home just in time to get in the house, and I don't know if it was locked up or then or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ever. But the, when she told me that it was shortly thereafter, it was kind of cold, so she got dressed up and she went outside. Levi stayed in the house. Noah wasn't there, and uh, because after the game there was some boy wondering, you know, how the kids are. You're going to stay with right. somebody for a while. Team, teams hanging out. Anyway, whatever. yeah. Uh, so it was just her and Levi. But now she couldn't find anybody, uh, you know. But and, and it hadn't been that long after the guy parked the truck there. But he went somewhere. He's in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And she called 911 about the truck, and they didn't tell her about anybody being on the run or anything at all mm-hmm. uh, until she called back again. And this time she said, they said that there's a, there's a, she described the truck and stuff to them, but still nobody had showed up. And I, she yeah. was concerned because it was half hour at least. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere about uh, nine o'clock. Uh, somebody heard uh, one of her neighbors had called the, the cops because they heard a noise. Uh, it wasn't until one o'clock that this guy, he it was cold, so he, he's, he's finding a place to stay warm somehow. But at one o'clock, cop cars all over the place, and they located him at this, by this neighbor's house. And uh, now TV cameras are out there, and reporters... You know, Haley's up 
took taking pictures of all this, she wouldn't talk to the reporters and didn't tell them about any of the first stuff. Yeah. But nevertheless, they captured him and put him in a paddy wagon and hauled him off at 1 a.m. in the morning. Now, by this time, Brian's home. So mm-hmm. she's not alone, at least. Yeah. But, but she's the in the middle of the story. this whole time? Uh, no, they about the, the t- second time she called, they did come and get the truck out out of her driveway. Uh-huh. Okay, and I I think that happened before Brian got home. He got home fairly late because he had been out of town all week. Uh, the, the company had a big should do. He was long ways away, and he was right. on his way home. So she's t- calling him, of course, to tell him each thing that's going. Sure, you know, blow by blow. Now, we didn't find anything of this out until the next morning, you know, after the, it's, it's, it's all over the local news, although I never saw it on the TV. But she's got, she sent us pictures of, of video that she took off the TV, the pictures of the truck in the driveway, the people coming and loading it up with, with a ramp and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a towing company. Uh, anyway, she, she's in the midst of all of this, and then we find out about it the next day, and I said, oh my God, she yeah. was so lucky. This yeah. guy could have nabbed her. And by the way, when they took pictures of him, he's about the size of two guys. He's he's two fifty pounds, uh, muscular, mm-hmm. brute. You know, big yeah. guy. Yeah, no, she should not have been outside walking around trying to figure out what what's going on. Yeah, you know. Now whether he he had a weapon or not, I don't know. I didn't see that anywhere. But he was obviously uh, really cold by the time they found him. Uh, mm-hmm. But they put him in a in a paddy wagon on a stretcher because he had he couldn't walk very well, and so uh, uh, that that's when you kind of saw the most of him because mm-hmm. otherwise there's cops around him, you know, with handcuffs and all of that being involved. So anyway, I just thought I'd let you know what your sister's been through. Yeah. Oh, we're still on radio, aren't we? We are. We never said we're ending, so you just told that whole story. We can cut it out. Yeah. Well, anyway. I don't know that we need to share that. But, uh, yeah, and and you started that story in the weirdest way. You started talking about basketball. And I'm going, okay. And then you you switched to this this truck in the driveway. And and then you mentioned basketball one more time. (laughs) Then it was all about this. this, Well. This dude. Well, it's because we had just spent the, almost the, the whole day with with Haley and her two boys, you know, because we'd been to these basketball games. Yeah. And they were too far apart, so we had to waste some time. So we went up to Jack's Tavern to, for lunch, and, and that was slow service there because they're popular and all this. So anyway, that that and the fact that we she left the same time we did to go home to have this encounter with a truck, you know. Yeah. Fortunately, she got in the garage first, or she wouldn't have been able to get into our house. Or, or, yeah, or well, she honestly, have to... might have been a smarter thing to do. Call the police and then drive to your house and stay away. Yeah, might have been better. But anyhow, uh, then that she went out and walked around searching for somebody, not knowing who she's searching for, without her husband home. Oh, gee, that scares, scares me to think about it. And, and then when I see the picture she sent me, I said, man, it's real. You know, it's uh, <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. So, well, 
I, I think I need to go to the restroom. So yeah, well, I was sitting here trying to see if I could find, uh, you know, manhunt in North North Charlotte, but uh, it started in Mooresville. I think the Mooresville name is used more than anything yeah. in the news. Well, there's a bunch of stuff, but when it pops up, most of the stuff is really old, so it's not this guy. So anyway, yeah. glad everybody's okay, but that's awfully scary. Yes, it is. So, all right, I'll uh, clean this thing up and see if we can get it posted live. Okay, Todd. Have a good Have one. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.